um, it 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 become it becomes the comes the end of the year, and we look back and we say, eh, could have been better, right? Now in life, the truth is, life can always be better, and we could always there's always room to to improve. Um, Dr. Levitz, who's a psychologist, so I once heard him speak. And I remember he said that when somebody asks you, are you, uh, are you religious? So the answer is not yes or no. The answer is I'm becoming. I'm becoming, right? That's the, that, 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 that's the famous story to the, the, the Gero Rebbe. Um, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a humorous story, but it's a true story. That they, that that's the Gero Rebbe once met someone and he asked them, where are you learning? And he told them in Or Sameach. And, and he said, but, but don't worry, I'm not about tshuva. And the Gare Rebbe turns to him and says, and why not? <laughs> right, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a humorous story, but there's a lot of truth to that story. Like, like, like what? A, now, here, 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 here are a couple of other things that I wanted to share. I'm a spiritual person. Now, what that means is, no, I do not have a cloud flying over my head, because some people think that's what spirituality means. What, what I, when I say that, I mean that I, that I, I do believe that a Kodesh Baruch Hu rules this world and, and, and decides everything, and, 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 and he's, he comes down and, and sticks himself in at many different times in our lives, um, or, or in world events, or, or you know, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, because we don't see anything, you know, you know, the, the, the news story today, the, the Taliban, the Taliban, the Taliban, who knows what the reason for this is? Like, like we, we are unable to evaluate. Yes, we can react and we can say that the president didn't, should have, could have, would have. It's all great. And that's what we do. And, and because, 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 because we always have knee-jerk reactions. But we don't really fully comprehend what this means some we but we are supposed to believe that somehow some way there's going to be a good that's going to come out of it somehow some way now what that is will we be smart enough to see it maybe we will maybe we won't i don't know i don't know um you know it, you know you know you know we we had a terrible trauma to our people in the 20th century it's called it's called the Holocaust, and and and, and it's not it's not even you know what do we say to that? Like what do we say to that? But some but but some but some of the reason why we have a state of Israel is a result of that. Now does that mean we want the Holocaust to happen? Of course we don't want the Holocaust to happen, but it happened already. So what do you do with it? <laughs> like what do you do with the fact that it happened? Do you, do you pack your bags and give up? And, and to be honest, if somebody did that or if we did do that as a people, I can't blame, can't, can't blame anybody uh, for packing up their bags and saying goodbye. But that wasn't the Jewish reaction. I'm not talking about individuals. Individuals we talk about separately. The Jewish reaction was, and I, mentioned, I spoke about this uh, during the three weeks, that we build on ashes, that we take the ashes and we turn them into cinder blocks. And that's because, because we have to somehow take a horrific event and make some good out of it. 
that, that that's that that's the, that's our story. That's our story. We have. That's how we have to be. There was an earthquake here in New York City about seven years ago. Uh, I, I can tell you the story. Um, most of you should remember it. It was in the summer. And I was an earthquake. There are shook a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit of a trauma. And I remember I was sitting in my house. It was uh, whatever weekday, whatever day of the week it was. I happened to be sitting on my couch near the window. And so, so in, when you live in New York City and you see and you feel a shake, your first reaction is that there's something wrong in your house, uh, the roof, the the, the ceiling, the, the, something something bad is going on in your house. It just so happened that I was looking out the window and I saw the car shake, and I said, and I said, and I remember saying to Elisheva, I said, we just experienced a tremor. That was not. That was a tremor. That was a, a minor earthquake. And then he turned on the news and we found that the, the whole eastern seaboard, starting in Virginia, I think it was, there was some kind of uh, tremor. Now, as someone who, who likes to watch these ridiculous movies, so there is a movie called Earthquake in New York. I, I, it's one of these like TNT movies. that. They, so the movie describes how our city is not built, assuming that there's going to be an earthquake. And for good reason. And there was an earthquake and the, the absolute horror that took place. And of course, the movie depicts how they got to, you know, they started to rebuild and whatever. And, you know, and the movie describes, you know, the terrible event that took place. So in my, as to, so I'm thinking, uh, you know, I just experienced it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a story you told me. I was, I was sitting and I felt the, the movement up and down. So I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, if that would have gone on for 10, 15, 20 seconds longer, we would have been watching buildings in New York City collapse. And who knows how many people dead on, on, on a level of 9-11 maybe. And thank God that did not happen. It was a little shake. I don't, I don't think there was, to what I remember, I don't think any buildings had some significant damage. And I'm thinking to myself, but there has to be a reaction to that. Akodesh Baruch just sent us a message. What was the message? I don't know. I didn't, as, a, as I always like to say, he didn't call me on the red phone and tell me this is why I, this happened. But there has to be a reaction. So my naivete, I'm thinking, shul tonight's going to be packed. People got scared and everyone's going to come running to shul. I don't need to tell you that's not, not what happened. Because we're sleeping, because sometimes we're sleeping at the wheel. A lot of times we're sleeping at the wheel. Tell you another story. There was a war in Israel. Right? right? Not the 67 war, which most of us, well, I wasn't born, so I can't remember it. Uh, 73 war where I was born, but I was four years old, so I can't remember that one either. I do remember the 82 war, the Muhammad Shalom Galil. I remember, I remember being in, uh, in, I think in seventh or eighth grade at the time, whenever it was. Um, the, but there was a war a, few, a couple of years back and they went into Gaza and it was, you know, it was scary. So 
I, I, I put out this email. And I say, everyone should come to Minchamara tonight, men and women, and we should say Tehillim. Right? So again, in my uh, thinking, and, and I, I, I do feel people take it seriously, I'm thinking that, we'll, that, that the 55 to 60 people are going to show up. And we'll say, and we'll have a, an unbelievable Tehillim together. That's not what happened. There were seven to ten extra people that, that don't normally come to Minchamara that showed up for Tehillim. There was someone. So what's wrong with that picture? What's wrong with that picture? I'm not talking about daily minion, which I could talk to on blue in the face and people still don't come. Not talking about that. I'm talking about a crisis. I mean, it was, you know, if the Israeli army has to go into Gaza, that means the, the number of rockets that are being sent into places like Stay Road and those places just, have just become intolerable. And thank God the Israeli army was, was able to manage and, and go in and take care of it. But how do you not come and dive in for the well-being of the soldiers, for the well-being of our people in Eretz Yisrael. May even have friends. It was the summertime. They might be visiting, and who knows where they are. They might have to, instead of being in their hotel, they might have to be in a bomb shelter. So these are things. Now, I haven't even touched COVID yet. We've been in a, in a, in a, in a pandemic for one and a half years now. Started in March of 2020. It is now almost September of 2021. You know, I'm not getting into the politics. Did the Chinese cause it? Didn't cause it? I personally think they did. But, but it doesn't matter. It happened. So what do we do with that? So I, I'm not the president of the United States. I'm not the Congress. I'm not, I don't deal... I don't have business with the Chinese. It doesn't matter to, to me in my life what well, with them. But I am in the business of trying to decipher a message that comes from Shemayim. Now, I can never sit here and tell you what that message is. Because again, my red phone is not working. He didn't tell me. But he did send a message. He is sending us a message. Now, this morning, today's Tuesday, yesterday morning, right? We said, let's look at our ways and let's do tshuva. In other, in other words, look at the events that are happening in our lives. It might be personal. I, I I don't want to I don't want to get yeah, too personal. Uh, how how many times I've daven for things that have happened? I told you one story. Other things that are more complicated. And, and, and over time, I've seen positive changes because I because I keep davening for it. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm not telling you this because I'm anybody special. I'm not anybody special. I have a special privilege that, that, that I have to teach Torah to people. That's the only thing that's special that I do. 
I'm telling you this because it works. Kaddish Baruch Hu is Shomea Tefillah. And sometimes we need to come to the door. We're going to say Slichos next week, I think. Next week already. Um, what's the first words of Slichos after Ashrei? Kidalim Ucherashim Tefachtet Losech. We come knocking at the door like the poor, poor and impoverished people. That's how we come to the door. Now, what does that mean? Right, so there's a, and there's a famous uh, marshal that, you know, the poor person comes to the, to the king. He somehow gets his way into the king and says, from this whole big meal that you, that you made for me, you can't, you know, give me a little bit to eat. That attitude, we do come. We say to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, look at this big, tremendous world. Help us out. But we have to be the Dilim on the Chorashim, the Fakhtad, Lasecha. I want to emphasize the knocking on the door. We have to be knocking on the door. We have to say to ourselves, this, we just survived the pandemic. Baruch Hashem. Now, if, you're, if you're listening to me or, or you're sitting here or, or you come to Shul on Shabbos, that means you've come out of it, at least for now, okay. Right? You didn't have the you didn't have the some of the terrible problems that people had. Hopefully not. But there has to be a spiritual response to it. And the spiritual response, so so Rav um Shmuel Kamnetsky in the Sefer. I want to I want to share this with you. I mentioned it in the nightly halacha, but it's okay to repeat it. Right to Shmuel. This is, I mean, it's not his. It's based on halacha mikhan. Yeshnoagim loma b'chol yom erosh chodesh elu ve'elach asara mizmorei tehillim b'tzibur achad tefillim. He says there was a custom to recite ten parakim of tehillim each day of chodesh elu. The goal is that you finish the sefer two times before Rosh Hashanah, because thirty days, 15, fifteen times ten is hundred fifty, right? He says, if you have if you have a minion to do it, that's the best. But if you don't have a minion, says of Shmuel, do it anyway. In your house, quietly, when you when you don't have time. Temperakim of Tilum takes. Okay, obviously some Barakim are longer than others. It's a 15-minute adventure. Even if, it, if you say it slowly, so it's not more than 15 to 20 minutes. How much time a day, how much time of it in a day do we waste on nonsense? But if we take it and we say it, we say it seriously. So we've just we've just said to our Kaddish Baruch Hu that the messages you're sending us is to somehow get get us to turn to you. So now I pick up Sefer Tehillim, which is written by David Amel. You know what? So, so, so someone asked me this question. It's actually my brother. When my, when, my, when my sister-in-law was very sick and eventually passed away. He said, he said to me, he says, Sefer Tehillim is, is a potentially very depressing book. He says, Why? I said, why? Oh, because you look at, well, what does David Amalek write about? 
Right? Uh, he wrote a song, a song, which we'll discuss in a minute. He talks about the death of his child. He's running away from Avshalom. He had this life experience. When he's running away from Shaul, he comes to, and he had to hide in a cave. And it's very, it's a very scary book if you think about it. So, 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 so my answer to him was, if David HaMelech lived what we call the life of Riley, the perfect life, right? He lived in the gold castle, servants all around him, everything perfect, no, no curveballs in life. So you know what you would say about David HaMelech? Good for him. But what does that do for me? That's not my life. I would love to live a life like that. Everybody would like to live the perfect life, but you can't live the perfect life. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And even people as great as David Amel, who are in the highest of positions, have trouble with family, have trouble with, you know, illness. With, 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 with you know, it strikes everybody. So I said to him, I said, "That's shot into him, because if 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 you're going through a difficult time." You want to know who understood you, what you're going through better than anybody else? David Amel. Because whatever you're going through, he went through too. And it doesn't matter that he was the king and had all the money and it didn't matter. But he lost a child. He lost more than one child in his lifetime. Avshalom also died. And Amnon died. He lost three children in his lifetime. Three. People don't you know, talk about the child that died about Bathsheba. But three of his children died in his lifetime. That's not so great. He was chased by Shaul. He was his 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 eldest son rebelled against him, and was was willing to kill him. You know, David Melech experienced life. He, he had a rough life. wasn't such a, wasn't the easy life that we think he lived. Didn't live. And I said that's pshat and sefer and that's why there's a minog to say Tehillim and Chodesh The minog is is there to tell us that. Life is challenging. But now we're coming to the time of year where we need to somehow put it all in perspective. It's hard to put life in perspective day to day. Right? Things happen. Unless you're, unless you're, unless you're brilliantly spiritual and brilliantly on task, it's very hard to put things in perspective every day, every day of the year. But there are times of the year that, that, that are there for this reason. And that's what Chodesh El is about. We're supposed to think about our lives. We're supposed to, but, but, but I want to point out the good things too. I, I, you know, I'm painting a negative picture, but we're also, it's Mizmor Ledovit, right? When you say Tehillim, it's a song. Because sometimes we do sing a song. Because sometimes we need to sing a song. Because sometimes such great things have happened to us that we need to, to, to be happy. And David wrote the songs when he was happy and when he wasn't happy. But we need, but we need to, but we need to, to keep that in mind. So you have to do both. It has to be both. If a person learns every day and goes and tries to go to Minion every day, best as possible, and you come to Chodeshello, so you should be optimistic. You should feel good about yourself. You look back. Look, look. look. <laughs> 
How many mesechtas do we do in the last couple of years? You know, since in the last uh, well, in the last uh, nine years, we did them all. But I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, as a shul, you know, what have we accomplished? You know, uh, uh, we learned the safer and a half of Novi over the over the last year. Uh, you know, we we have nightly aloha every night. So, so you know, we do, and that's why we wear white on your kippur. It's also the, the other side of the story, because we have the right to say to a kodesh baruch Hu, you know, we're really not so bad. <laughs> we're really not so bad. Uh, you know, we do a lot of very nice things. You know, we gave tzedakah and we helped people and, and the people needed meals and we, we cooked for them and we brought them food and, and people, uh, you know, uh, had trouble making Pesach and we brought them packages and, and we gave them money and, you know, we did all of those things. Yeah, we're supposed to say that too. Yeah, we, we have a right to say to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, you know, we're not so bad. And, and that's an important lesson that, that has to be brought out here. That we have to come and we have to do a self-introspection. And we have to, we, 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 really, we really have to ask ourselves that question. Where are we going? We might be, as Moshe Resnick was driving, we might be going in the right direction. And that's okay. And that's okay. And, and, and we should feel like we're going in the right direction. So, yeah, so, and I think that's, that's also, I, I think that's the, the, the minute of Sefer Tehillim. Because Sefer Tehillim can be very cheerful. Also. It's, a, it's a very cheerful, uh, you know, Mizmor David and, you know, all these, all these, you know, how many songs that we sing at Hasanas and, and Sismachot come from Sefer Tehillim. A, it could be a pretty, pretty cheerful book, too. Um, so, you know, Shira uh, Malos, you know, Beshuv Hashem, Ashiva Sion, you know, we talk about a lot of great things in Sefer Tilm. You know, Kohan is Shama, Tahalel, Ya Hallelujah, right? We end Sefer Tilm. All the souls of mankind sing out to Tiwa Kodesh Baruch. There is a lot of positive in Sefer Tilm as well. And, 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 and that positive had to come from a man who understood that life is so complicated. Because and, and 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 David Hamelech refused to allow himself to be depressed, and he had and boy did he have a right to be. I mean, let's see, he lost three kids in his lifetime. He had a right to be, and he he refused. He refused. He said, "It's not how it, it's not how we're meant to live on this earth." So we have to we have to over the next two. It's, we're already a week and a half in to Elo. so we need to take a, a dual message into our lives. The first message is, is look at our, uh, what we're doing. Make a checklist. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not saying you have to write it on paper. Make a checklist. Well, I go to Minion every day. Check. So I don't have to work on that because I'm doing that already. I, I try to learn every day. Check. You can always learn more, but okay. But you, you're doing it. You're in the, you're in the mode. Um, Sadaka is a question. Do I give enough sadaka? That's a question. Um, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Again, that's your checklist. Chesed, or, or, or just stop being kind to people. Forget about actual acts of chesed. What about how do I treat other people? Do I always, am I nice to people? That, you know, these are, again, these are self-introspection questions that, that, that we're supposed to ask. And then we got to ask the national questions. Are we doing enough as a people? Are we being, do, you know, Rabbi Fran writes in his book, 
he says that, he says, you know what our problem is? He says that we're too tolerant. Now, what does he mean by that? He doesn't mean that, you know, that oh, someone's doing the wrong thing, we don't tolerate. No, he means when, 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 when Jewish people are not doing what they're supposed to, they're not keeping Shabbos, they're not keeping kashas, they're not, does it bother us? Does it bother us? And it's supposed to bother us. You may not, you may not be able to do anything about it, but you know, one of the, one, one of the great things about the Shabbos project and, and Project Inspire and all that stuff, you know, one, one of the things they said is that when's the last, you know, they asked, they, they raised the question, it's on all the Tisha Bob videos. When's the last time you asked your neighbor who might be Jewish, did, did you invite them to a Shabbos meal? Invite them to a sukkah, invite, put a lulav in their hands. Yeah, we had a we had a very nice uh, uh, I think it was Hoshana Rabba, and we walked past the barber shop right on the corner here. And uh, some of those guys, I think, were Israelis or Russian or something, they're Jewish. Some of those guys, and the guy took the guy actually. The guy said, to, "Oh, I want to make a, I want to say I want to say a blessing on the lulav," and and we did it. We gave we gave him the lulav. We gave him the esrog. You made a bracha. It was it was you know I, I was there. It was a beautiful thing. I think Barry was there. A couple of us were there. Um, it was a beautiful thing. You know, and Lubavitcher Rebbe, you know, sent his shluchim all around the world to do that and said, stand in the street and put tefillin on on, on, on men who aren't going to put on tefillin otherwise or, or give them a lulav and an esrog to hold on sukkahs where they wouldn't do it otherwise. So we have to ask the national questions as well. Chodesh we got to, because ultimately we're in this, we're all in this together. And, and, we, ha- and we, ha- we have to somehow come to some recognition of, of of what our responsibility is. Um, there's a great story. I, I was I was going to show it to you live, but I, I I can't find it right now. Anyway, Rabbi Olgold told, tells a great story. I, I don't remember the names of the people, but the story is an amazing story. Um, there was a certain individual um, who 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 was working for Milmar years ago, and and he was he, he needed he was like a teenager. His parents were poor. He needed to make money, and his and his, um, so he became like the delivery boy. Like he was delivering all the orders, Milmar and Borough Park. And, and, and every Thursday or Friday or whatever it was, he would go around and deliver all the orders to all the people that ordered food from Milmar. So one time he was, uh, it was with the, the, the Balabus, the boss. And I know he took the orders and, and, and he left and he left the paper that had all the addresses on it. And 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 the and the battle bus came came after him and said, wait, 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 you forgot the delivery list. How are you gonna make all the deliveries? And and he turns around to him and he says to him, I, I, I don't need that paper. I do this every week. And he starts rattling off uh, Mr. and Mrs. Goldberg are at uh, uh, 1340 uh, 14th Avenue, and Mr. and Mrs. Schwartz are at, are at this address and that. And it's a basic story. And the Bala bus looks at him and says to him, you're fired. He says, what do you mean I'm fired? He says to him, someone with your head should not be delivering orders from Yilmar. You need to go to school and you need to make something of yourself. Someone who memorized and, and the story is that he became a doctor. And, and he went to school, like he was obviously walked away depressed, despair. But then he kind of pulled it together 
and he went to school. He became a doctor, and he tells the story how, how he's you know saved hundreds of people's lives. That one, that one moment where someone saw the potential in the individual. If I find the story, I'll send it out because it's it, it, Rabbi Gold tells it better than I told told it. But anyway, that one moment where that one individual saw the potential in somebody else and pushed him to go in a direction. How many lives did he? How many people's lives did he save? It's it's an amazing story. That's another thing I call the show. Got to look at our potential. What can what should we be doing during Kodesh Elul? Now, the truth is, everything I've just told you should we be doing this all year, but we don't. Self included, self included. It's very hard. I, 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 I'm quite quite honestly, there are certain igunim that I turn as soon as we hit Rosh Kodesh Elul. Um, there's an unbelievable nigun uh, nusach that uh, the, the Chazan and Karen B'Yavna has for Hayei and Fifios. And Mordechai ben David has a beautiful song, Be'en Me'elitz Yosha. So when Chodesh Elul starts, I start to play those songs because they get me into the in, into the mode. And, and I start getting into, ooh, I guess I start getting, like the chills start getting going through my body. So, listen, I'm all different than you. Yes, I have a unique position that that, I got to do certain things that maybe the average person doesn't have to do. And that's fine. And maybe my chesed is forced upon me on, on many occasions. And that's fine. Uh, um, that's the best kind of, <laughs> it's the best when, when you're, it's the best kind of chesed. You have no choice. You got to do it. That's it. That's it. No questions asked. And, and usually in life, when you have to do something, it's usually a lot easier than if you have to get out of bed and go and schlep and this and that. No, you got to do it. There's no choice. Uh, someone passed away. You got to go. You got to take, you, you, you got you know, I, I, I always, um, uh, I remember with a certain individual, Thomas and Ashul, and his father was very sick. And I, I knew he was going. So I told him, I said to him, you need to know my, you need to know my home number because at three in the morning, my cell phone's going to be off. And, and you're, gonna need, you're probably going to need to call me at three in the morning. And I want you to make that phone call to me because you're, you're not going to know what to do. And... <laughs> Of course, that's when it happened. The person's father passed away. It was actually this time of year. The earth site must be coming up. Um, um, passed away at three o'clock in the morning, and he called me. You know, he was a. He had a, You know, he said, "I'm not calling you to say hello." You know, he, he was. You know. Uh, no, you don't get. Um, we were we were just driving. Uh, you know, uh, Lisa Shinehouse's father passed away. And, you know, she called me early in the morning and Ella Sheva says to me, you don't get those phone calls early in the morning. They're not calling to tell you they were making Sheva brachas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that's fine. And, and, and sometimes you have to be in those positions where, where you have no choice. And that's, that, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's better. Because then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, when you do those things, you're able to say to yourself, I did a CC Kola Shet Sivisani. I did what I was expected to do. And, and it's very important. And in Chodesh Elul, we need to do that. We need to, <laughs> we need to say to ourselves, where, where are you going? <laughs> we, need to, we need to say to ourselves, a CC Kola Shet Sivisani. So, my message for tonight, and, and next week we're going to get into more halacha. 
We'll talk about the Kia show for next week. My message for tonight is we're given a golden opportunity. Hashem is standing at that door waiting for us to come in. He's not. All we have, as I said before, we have to knock on the door. And, and how are we going to knock on the door? To, to review. We're going to knock on the door. On the one hand, the impoverished thing is that we're, we're going to not have, we're going to say that we, we should have been doing certain things and we didn't. But we're going to come also with all the, with, with the Torah that's in our hands and the chesed that's in our hands. And, and and all the and all and all the and all the all the good things that are in our hands, and that's how we're going to get ready, and we're going to take the whole picture. We're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna try to say safer Tehillim, and we're gonna remember that Tehillim is about every aspect of life. It's about the ups and the downs. But but I want to make this point really really clear. And again, it's the idea is why we wear white on your kipper. Because we know our Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to be is going to forgive us if if we come with the right attitude, with the right perspective, with the right view. It's going to happen, and good things are going to happen. And, and if you daven and you keep davening and you don't stop davening, you know, you know, always when there's a crisis in Israel, that's always my message. I said we're not getting on a plane, we're not joining the Israeli army. We're not going Gaza and the tanks. It's not not in the game. It's not happening. Even even if we were uh, five star generals, we were not. That, that, that doesn't work that way. Um, but we can dive. We can dive, and we can give a little tzedakah. I mean, we could say a parakatilim and say, you know what? Maybe in the zechus of me saying a parakatilim, an Israeli soldier should be protected. Maybe in the zechus of me saying tilim, a cholila should, should not get sick. Maybe in the zechus of me saying tilim. My child or, or a child that is in need of something, will, will, you know, could, could have a Yeshua and a Chama or a Refuah. That's what Chodesh El is about. It's about bringing our lives together in a positive way, and 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 coming close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu through ourselves, through our personal actions, and through our joining together with all the Jewish people and saying that we care. We need to be, we need to grow, and we need to do, and, 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 and we're going to make this work. And this is going to be, and, and we're, going to, we're going to take the position, Hashanah. This is going to be the year. After, after Yontav, my, my, my speech will be, let's, let's stay on that course. Make it Hashanah. But, but, but we have to at least think that we can make it Hashanah. If we don't think that, then we haven't come to Rosh Hashanah properly for prayer. Okay. Um, next two weeks, we're gonna. What, what I'm gonna do is next week we're gonna talk about the mitzvah blowing shofar from a philosophic perspective and a halacha perspective. What what exactly is the mitzvah of shofar? So we got we got to do that. We're gonna do that next week. The second thing that we're gonna do is is we're gonna talk about um, on, on the week after we're gonna talk about davening on Rosh Hashanah. I, I will spend about 45 minutes. And I will make some insights into the tefillos. We'll talk about Malchios, Sopranos, Shofaros, uh, some of the different minhagim that we do on Rosh Hashanah and what they represent in the scope of this whole big picture. Thank you for coming on tonight. I hope it was meaningful to you. And Mr. Uh, Shem, we will continue. Uh, there will be regular nightly halacha tomorrow night. So please join at nine o'clock and uh, we'll continue. And I, I will post this for anyone who wants to listen to it afterwards. Have a good night.